0: Coming to you from an undisclosed location, this is the Bruce Exclusive, and here's your host, Bruce Nolan.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Bruce Exclusive. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. This is a Buffalo Rumblings podcast, and just like yesterday, we are rumbling on today. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, this isn't really a guest podcast. Like, that's not really the thing that we do here, but I feel like I've had a lot of guests on recently. Very special guests. I had Greg Tomset on last week. He talked about the myth of fantasy players being correlative with on-field skill level as football players. And then yesterday, I had the Joe Marino, not to be confused with Joe Marino, the Joe Marino on to cross-examine me on wins or not a quarterback stat. But with all due respect to Greg and to Joe, the most special of all guests is here today. Back by popular demand, ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Exclusive. That's right. She just gives blood and still has enough to fill up her face. Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Exclusive, how you doing?
0: I am doing wonderful. What's up, podcast world?
1: (laughs) And she is here to join me because, quite frankly, this is my pod and I am the sole ruler. This is a benevolent dictatorship, not a democracy. And I get to decide what content gets to go on this pod and well, we're really excited about training camp starting. And this might be the last chance I have to do something weird before you all are going to be like, Bruce, seriously, will you please talk about football and not about this stuff? But in case you haven't noticed recently, I've been posting to my Instagram a lot. If you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at Bruce exclusive. And the vast majority of the posts on Instagram are food. And I am kind of a foodie, my wife is a foodie, we enjoy food. I enjoy consuming it. She enjoys cooking it. I do enjoy dabbling in the in the the culinary meat arts a little bit. But the vast majority of this all is done by my lovely and talented wife. And Mrs. Exclusive and I are going to have a little chat with you today about some of that food stuff that you've been noticing and this is Basically zero football content at all. This is a not even a football adjacent. So you can go ahead and turn it off right now. If the reason you tune in to the Bruce Exclusive is only for football and not because you enjoy my company at all, this is not the podcast for you. Because I geek out anyway because my wife's in the room with me and she's pretty, so I get super <laughs> geeked out. But my energy level might be a little frantic because I get really excited about doing this. But before we get started, reminder that we're going to do your almighty takes next week. I decided to give you another week to get them in. You can hit me on Twitter. Follow me at Bruce exclusive hashtag almighty take with your almighty take regarding our AFC East foes this year. So something about the jets, something about the dolphins, something about the Patriots. In addition, you can now email me your almighty take. If you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, gosh, you know, there's such a bias against people. Who don't have Twitter? I'm being discriminated against because I don't have Twitter and I can't interact with Bruce. Now you can email me. The email address is I am Bruce Almighty at yahoo.com. That's right. I created a fake email address to go along with my fake personality. Before too long, I will have lost myself and I'll have no idea who I am anymore. But you can email me, I am Bruce Almighty at yahoo.com, and we will get to those almighty takes next week. But we're going to get into this because I went to Twitter and solicited food questions based on the stuff that you guys had seen on my Instagram and Mrs. Nolan and I are gonna walk through them a little bit and we're just gonna have fun on a Friday because it's Friday you're thinking about the weekend you might be thinking about cheating on your diet on the weekend which is when I cheat on my diet and it's the reasonable time to start thinking about food so because of that we're gonna dive right in before we get started Mrs. Nolan is there anything you'd like to say To my lovely podcast, our lovely podcast, because what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine, our lovely podcast audience.
0: Well, I mean, the only thing I have to say is you said that now's the time to start thinking about food. I've been thinking about food Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and now we finally get to consume it. And I am ready. I'm excited. I've looked over the questions. My mouth has been watering and I can't wait to get into it.
1: Well, you know what? I stand corrected. As per usual, the husband was wrong and the wife was right. And that's the way that you end up with a happy life. So we're going to dive right in. Kevin Garrard, my buddy Kevin, who's a Dolphins fan, who lives in Canada. He's friends with Rico from Buffalo Fanatics. They were actually on a live stream together that I joined and chimed in on not too long ago. Kevin says, best pizza toppings, first Mm -hmm. off. So I'll let you start with your... We do not agree on pizza. You and I do not agree on pizza.
0: We agree on a lot of things. We do. There's two things that we just do not agree on. First one being movies and second one being pizza toppings. And I'd say we've been together now for 11 years. And finally, within the last two years, we finally agreed on a couple pizza toppings that we both can enjoy. So now we only have to order one pizza instead of two. Because for the longest time, we had to order two pizzas. Um, I have a go-to. And my go-to for pizza toppings would be pepperoni, mushroom, and banana peppers. It is it is so good, people. If you've never tried it, you need to try it. I mean, it's pretty basic. It's pretty basic. But um, those that's my go-to. I love it. And it's incredible.
1: With pizza topping order like that... I'm amazed I even married you. Yeah. This is just shameful. It's shameful. One out of three ain't bad. Uh-huh. I, I don't like fungi on my pizza. <laughs> I just general rule I'm not interested in fungi on my pizza. Um, you also get those in calzones and strombolian and, and yeah. any, any pizza type yeah. thing you go with those.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there's a few other toppings that I kind of, you know, interchange it with whenever I'm feeling, you know.
1: particularly frisky <laughs> yes is onions necessary to be particularly frisky because sometimes you throw some onions well
0: in when i'm mad at bruce i throw in onions
1: there again. you go that's what it is okay so for me um i'm weird with my pizza i will so have weird. i'll have basically anything except for the the things she just mentioned i'm cool with pepperoni but as long as it's not olives anchovies Uh, Raw red onion, I don't really like. I'm okay with cooked white onion. As long as it's not anchovies or olives or mushrooms or banana peppers, I'm pretty much good with it. So I try to create a theme every time I order a pizza. So last time, I went with barbecue sauce on my pizza, and I got nothing but meat. Just every kind of meat with a barbecue sauce altogether. And then the time before that, I went with cheddar cheese with beef and green peppers. And I went with like a like a cheesesteak sort of a vibe on my pizza. So I'm good with all that stuff. Though I will say this. The first time I go to a pizza place, I always get cheese or pepperoni. Mm-hmm. That is the standard by which I believe that pizza places should be measured. I don't think you measure a pizza place based on their specialty pizza. You measure them based on how well they can execute the simple parts. Pepperoni or cheese.
0: Well, I feel, though, a good sauce... And a good crust makes a pizza too. So I feel like you kind of have to go simple to really get a taste of the sauce and.
1: Correct. That stuff can be hidden. That stuff can be hidden if they get a little crazy. If you get a peanut butter and jelly pizza, how are right. you going to know? You right. know. Okay, moving along. Tacos versus wings.
0: I mean, is it even really a question?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. You're, you're, you're making me nervous. Wings. I don't think we've ever had the example.
0: Wings all the way. Wings. Okay. I, maybe it's an unpopular opinion. Um, but I'm not that crazy about tacos.
1: That's okay. I get it. But
0: it, either way, though, wings for me. I, I, love, I love buffalo wings. I just, I love them.
1: You could eat mild, medium, or hot sauce on basically anything. Yes. Bu- traditional buffalo sauce yes. on basically anything.
0: Yes. If I have to eat a vegetable, just throw some franks on there. Mm.
1: I, I think it's highly ironic that my wife had such a crazy affinity for buffalo. And then ended up. She never been to Buffalo until she met me. And then she married a Buffalo Bills fan. She was not a Buffalo Bills fan before she she married me. Now she is, and has now been to Buffalo. It's just it was, it was fitting. We were we were constructed to be together because of your love for for Buffalo. For me personally. It's gonna depend on the taco and it's gonna depend on the wing. Overall, I'll take wings over tacos. I think I crave wings more often than I crave tacos. Mm-hmm. However, you made a particular pork carnita taco yeah. a couple weeks ago that was one of the best things I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um I ate way too many of them. Like <laughs> I, I I I lost track.
0: Yeah.
1: It was just kind of a haze and I was just kind of eating it. Yeah. And I could not allow any there to be any remaining pork and left you didn't.
0: in it. No.
1: No, no, it would have been a shame. In fact, I, I just asked for it again. You did, yes. Last night, I was like, hey, when are we going to have those pork carnitas again? Yep. They were fantastic.
0: Yep. And maybe that's it. Maybe I just haven't had an amazing taco yet. So. You,
1: you just know. haven't met the right one. I just haven't. Sweetheart. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Even, you know what?
1: You'll find them someday. Yeah. Someday you'll find that magical taco that'll make you forget about all the other tacos. Yeah. You know?
0: Thank you. Think? Yeah. I, I do.
1: I really believe that.
0: I just, Never thought it could happen for me, but maybe.
1: You know, just patience. There's a taco out there for you. Okay, Mexican versus Chinese. Um, so you were not a Mexican person at all until you met me.
0: No, I did not. I, I really didn't grow up eating Mexican. So until you, yeah, I, I, I really didn't have it much.
1: So if you're forced, gun to your head. this is. I'm assuming that the way Kevin lays out these questions, I'm assuming this is like a desert island, gun to your head. You can only have one forsaking the other. Yeah. Mexican or Chinese?
0: Kevin is serious.
1: Kevin brought the A game right off the bat.
0: Yes. Um, Okay. So I'm not huge on tacos, but I love me some Mexican. Um, So if I'm picking dinner, we're going out, I'm picking dinner, you're going to find us at a Mexican restaurant. I love chips and salsa. I love guac. I love queso give me a good chimichanga some fajitas um I I love it all so I'm going to choose Mexican this was a tough one though because we're very much homebodies. so if I'm in the mood just to stay at home relax wear some sweatpants I mean you can't go wrong with takeout Chinese Mm -hmm. but Kevin said I had to choose one I'm going with Mexican.
1: You actually... I went into this conversation and this question thinking I was going to say Mexican. After mm-hmm. what you just said about yeah. Chinese, I'm going to lean toward Chinese. And the reason that is because when was the last time you had good Mexican takeout?
0: We don't do it. Right. Yeah. And you, it doesn't hold up,
1: I don't think, on that drive home. We, we live far away we from order. our favorite Mexican restaurant. And we live far away from our favorite Chinese restaurant. And so by the time it gets home, if it was Mexican, it would not be good. But if it was Chinese, it still holds up.
0: Right. There's some things you can get that would hold up well. But the things that we order... Our favorites, it just wouldn't.
1: Well, you're a, you're a chimichanga person, I'm a chimichanga, right? So if you get the yeah. chimichanga and you put the cheese sauce on, it's gonna get soggy by the time yeah. you get home.
0: I mean, I'd still eat it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not, no one is questioning whether or not we would consume it. It's right. just a preference right. issue. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna take Chinese of these okay. two. Last thing, how do you like your steak, and why are you wrong if it's not medium rare or pink? Um, you and I both like our steaks the same way. Right. And that's medium. Yep. We are medium steak people. Yep. I'm so sorry, Kevin. Yeah. That we have we have failed you.
0: But I will say. When I first started eating steaks, it was always medium well. So I'm, I'm moving closer. Yeah,
1: we're, we're bringing you around.
0: Yes. We're bringing yeah. you
1: around. So there's just something about the people, the way they say, you know, you want it medium. Medium just seems reasonable to me. Like, you know, I get medium with my buffalo wings. I get medium with my steak. You know, not too flashy, not too weak, just medium. It's a Goldilocks order, really, when it boils down to it. Medium steak, medium wings. Okay. Moving along. Omega, Omega Outlier tells me on Twitter that the only thing he wants to know revolves around Mrs. Exclusive's homemade puff pastry crust technique. If you do not know, my wife made a puff pastry cake and it was magical, life changing, a religious experience. Maybe that's the only way I can really word it. And I put a picture and it was kind of a cross section of the puff pastry on my Instagram and Omega, who is a a big foodie and is a follower and a friend of mine on Twitter. He was like, Oh my gosh, how did she get that puff pastry? So hard to get. So I'll just let you kind of talk about the puff pastry and how that kind of came about because you got it right the first time. And then our mutual friend tried to do it and it didn't turn out. So you can just a little side note. My wife hides behind this statement, this, I don't know, I was just using a recipe. I, I was just following the recipe. She wants to deflect all credit because she's too humble to accept the credit, but not realizing that me following the same recipe would not go as well as her following the recipe. So why don't you talk a little bit about the, the, the puff pastry?
0: Well, I agree. The puff pastry dessert was amazing. It was so delicious, um, minimal ingredients, and it, it was just amazing. Um, honestly, though, I follow directions. I guess I'm just good at following directions. It's nothing special. Um, I follow a lot of fantastic food bloggers, food accounts, and all the credit goes to them. They're the ones who created the recipes, they wrote out the recipe, and I just followed it. I just followed it. And maybe it's a cliche to say love? <laughs> <laughs> made with love <laughs> because i really do enjoy cooking and baking and i don't know like i think you kind of have to enjoy that um but really She's just
1: deflecting all the credit again so let me ask you where was the issue with your friend's scenario that didn't end up manifesting itself when you did it what was the
0: issue well after talking to my friend she uh she just kept saying it was like it was soupy and eggy, and it just wasn't turning out. And she just wasn't mixing it enough. It wasn't incorporating. Um, so that's it. That's it. It was nothing. Nothing crazy. Nothing well, crazy. Look at that.
1: She's gonna deflect. Just, she's gonna deflect it further.
0: I follow directions. That's it. I don't know it. I don't know. I just follow directions. I'm good at following directions.
1: <laughs> okay. Omega has a follow up.
0: Okay. He would like us
1: to talk about how mindfulness exponentially increases the enjoyment of your food. Taste is more than just taste buds. Taste, smell, nostalgia, mm-hmm. taking the time to take it all in, rather than go 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 gadget shovel as we default with our modern schedules. He says you can't linger always, but sometimes it's part of true nourishment. I would agree with that. I think that um, one of the things I've been on a—I don't want to say I've been on a diet, but I have been on a, a change a in my change. yeah a lifestyle change over the last couple of months. And one of the things that I've been doing is. I've been trying to eat slower, and I really agree with you. I think that matters. I think that, that you know, you're able to catch things that you didn't catch before, and because you're able to accept some of that nuance, then I think that that increases your enjoyment of your food. And, and because of that, I also think that it, it lends to you appreciating simplistic food more. Yeah. I have found myself appreciating simple things more so because I don't need the extreme spice or the extreme sweet or the extreme sour, or the, the extreme ends of the taste buds to get my attention because my attention's already there where it's supposed to be with the food. I don't know if you would agree with that.
0: Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, it doesn't have to be extravagant, it doesn't have to have, you know, a page full of ingredients. I think sometimes simple is better. And for the nostalgic part, I think, I think food does bring that to people. I mean, just it takes you back. I mean, how many times have we talked about things that we've had from our childhood? And even now, just slowing down with everything going on in the world and just having a meal and just sharing conversations and, you know, just connecting with people. It's, it's special and it's, I think it's a really, really powerful thing. Food can be powerful.
1: <laughs> All right, moving on. Greg Frishington said, slightly off topic, but Mrs. Frishington, Mm -hmm. so Mrs. Greg Frishington, asked for a crispy roasted potatoes for her birthday dinner. No mention of flowers. So right off the way, she appreciates potatoes more than flowers. If you know anything about me, you will know that potatoes are the true symbol of love, (laughs) not flowers. If you don't know what I'm referencing there, go back last week, listen to the podcast there. The food question would be, what crossover meal food... Is best, i.e., when waffles enter the dinner conversation or steak for breakfast. What tra- non traditional for that meal food crossing over is the best? I will take this one first. And I will say that I'm not a huge fan of breakfast food in general. I never have been. Pancakes are fine, waffles are fine, eggs are fine. All this is fine. But I don't get excited about that the way that I get excited about dinner food. So for me, having steak cross over to breakfast and having like chicken cross over to breakfast. I'll give you a great example. When I found out that fast food places were adding chicken to their breakfast menu, I got really excited because i always choose chicken over sausage. Not because I don't like sausage, but that was the most impressively intrusive food for me was chicken crossing into breakfast. That was my personal opinion. So I'm going to say... I'm not going to say steak for breakfast because typically when you do steak for breakfast, I'm okay with that. I love steak for breakfast. But typically when they do that, they cross over sirloin. And I don't love sirloin or they cross over ribeye. And ribeye's fine too. I'm a filet guy. I've always been a filet guy. I like filet. And typically when you have steak and eggs, it's not a filet. So it's not my preferred steak that is crossing over to breakfast. Instead, it's something else. So I'm going to say chicken crossing into breakfast is my biggest increase in quality of life. Sweetheart.
0: Um, Yeah. First of all, I just want to take a minute to acknowledge the fact that his wife asked for crispy potatoes and nothing more. I can get with that. You hold on to her because that's a gem right there.
1: Yeah, that's an absolute winner. Like, that's somebody, if you didn't, if you weren't already married to her, I'd be like, you need to wipe her <laughs> up real fast. So right away, we're off to a good start.
0: Right. Um, and I like breakfast food. I do. We don't eat breakfast food a lot, Um, but I think I would, he said it in, in his questions. I think that I would have to say waffles. Um, Waffles is one of my all-time favorite breakfast foods. I mean, you could have it for breakfast the traditional way with some syrup. You could throw some chocolate chips in there, throw some fruit on top with some whipped cream. Um, But now you can also make it into a sandwich with, the waffle being the bun. There was some fried chicken on top of that. My mouth is watering.
1: (laughs) Okay, we have waffles from Mrs. Exclusive. Right. Moving along. The Bill's Blues says, Mrs. Exclusive, if you were to bake a pie that looked exactly like your husband's face, what pie would it be? And please describe in detail his face. (laughs) So, I mean, I think we can both agree I'm dashingly handsome, probably. Mincemeat? Yeah, wait, hold on. (laughs) That... You went a completely different direction with that that I was not expecting and I'm not okay with. I am not okay. We're going to cut this entire part out. I'm not even going to share it with people because it's mean and I, now I feel bad and you hurt my feelers. So, no, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. So, if, if, um, if I were a pie, what kind of pie would I be?
0: If you were a pie, I, I mean, I'm leading towards strawberry just because strawberry is your favorite.
1: I do like strawberry pie quite a bit.
0: Yeah. So maybe strawberry. I was also thinking lemon meringue um, just because it's a little sweet, a little tart, you know?
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Steve. Steve says, the best sweet potato grill recipe without cilantro. I have bad news for you, Steve. We're not a sweet potato family. Yeah. Well,
0: okay. Bruce is not a sweet potato guy. I do like a good sweet potato. Um, so we met in the middle, and we never have sweet potatoes.
1: We compromised. <laughs> she likes sweet potatoes. I don't. So we compromised, and we don't ever have them. Never. Yes. That's the best way to compromise, I think, in a relationship. It's just to one of you defer to you to completely give in, and there not be any compromise at all. Uh, marriage counseling, what I want from Mr. and Mrs. X. I kid. Please Eleven don't do you're that. be strong. That's right. Please, Please don't do that. So. Jake Jansen says, does the CLE area, does Cleveland, have a good food scene? What unique items do they have that you've thrown into your own cooking? Um, I would say Cleveland has a very good food scene. I have been very happy. I think the best food scene that we have lived in in our life was Louisville. Right. I think that would be great. We, we yeah. lived in Louisville, Kentucky for a little bit. And uh, Louisville, Kentucky has an unbelievable food scene that we were not expecting no. when we were there. I, I think that Louisville kind of has this weird thing where they're the – They're the northernmost southern city, but they're also the southernmost northern city. And you might be worried that that would lead it to kind of a uh, kind of a weird muttish sort of middle ground where the, the tastes aren't really defined. It doesn't really have a culture in and of its own. But we didn't find that to be the case at all.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Louisville had a lot of interesting places, and that's the first time we'd really been around something as unique as that. Um we really 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 enjoyed Louisville's food scene hence the reason why we are now on a lifestyle change. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not not I had a lifestyle change. Um one of the things that we had a couple times since we've been to Cleveland that we actually just made ourselves was chicken paprikash. Yes. Chicken paprikash is um an Eastern European based dish that I had not had frequently until I got to Cleveland. And I don't think you'd ever had it.
0: I had never had it, yeah.
1: Until you got to Cleveland. And so that's something that is kind of, I don't say, it's not unique to Cleveland. It's only prominent in Cleveland because of the Eastern European and Polish influences that you get in the Cleveland food scene. So because that's more prominent to the point where people wouldn't necessarily have to go out of their way to get it. It's on menus of some places that are regional to this area. And so because of that, it's being exposed to more people. And I think chicken paprikash is probably the answer that we're looking for in this case. So chugging right along. You know what we need to do? What? Before we go further, we need to take a quick break. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Anyone who's still listening <laughs> at this point can listen to us on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. My, uh, the, the commercial is going to be right here. And then you're going to get more of the exact same thing that you got. So we'll be right back welcome back everybody thank you for joining me for this edition of the Bruce exclusive of Buffalo rumblings podcast and yeah you know, I don't know if Buffalo rumbling's gonna be super happy with me here I'm Is I'm, this no football football I mean I guess I, I guess I'll find out if my, if, my, if my boss emails me and says you know Bruce what are you doing man you just talk about food for you know 40 minutes or however long this ends up being but you know what this is fun it's supposed to be fun ladies and gentlemen so that's what we're gonna do I have had, An unbelievably good time thus far, talking about food with my incredibly special guest, the beautiful, the talented, the lovely Mrs. Exclusive over here sitting to my left. And we're going to dive right back in to the questions that you gave us. Soulpatchin says, have you ever had a Dutch baby pancake? Super easy, super delicious, works great for brunch. Took a tip from Alton Brown in Goody. It's preheat oven to four hundred. Just before you put in to cook, set it to four twenty-five. Starts the oven on a heat cycle. Works for biscuits, rolls, etc. What a Dutch baby! He sent me a little picture, and it says it's sometimes called a German or a puff pancake. This batter is poured into a skillet, looking like a heap of scrambled eggs, and it emerges from the oven puffed and wondrously golden. Serve this straight from the oven with a dusting of powdered sugar, a spoonful of the best fruit preserves you can lay your hands on, or some sliced fruit sautéed in butter and splashed with brandy or dark rum. Okay. So, right away, (laughs) right away I'm interested. This sounds to me like it would would be perfect for like a dessert pancake.
0: You had me at rum. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Why is the rum gone? Oh, we use it on uh, Dutch Babies. You know, plus, you know, you say it the right way. Dutch baby, you know, it kind of sounds a little edgy. <laughs> Dutch,
0: Dutch, baby.
1: Anyway, moving along. Uh, I have not had it. Have we, you had it? I
0: have not had it. it. Funny, though, that that's a question because I have been thinking about making one of those for some time now. Really? Yes. You knew what these were before I a, this? I have a cookbook and there's a recipe in there for it. And I've been wanting to make it. And I don't know why I've never done it but i i think i need to now
1: patch you are the inspiration for us to try and when we do it i will post it on instagram and it will be legendary uh
0: hope you're not lactose intolerant
1: (laughs) that's right because the second half of that word is dairy the bills blues again says mrs exclusive i have no idea who mrs nolan is he he thinks mrs nolan is too too demeaning of a title it's mrs exclusive i like it if you had to compare bruce to a food which food would be we established that I would be lemon meringue pie?
0: Well, dessert. I think if I was going to do a food, I think I would do chili.
1: I'm, ch- okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for an explanation here because okay. I don't know where we're going.
0: All right. So chili, it's it's nice and hearty. You got a lot of different good things in there, vegetables and meat. It's like a warm hug and it's so I think you're cozy. calling me fat. No, you're like a warm hug. Nice and cozy and it just. It just warms you up and just makes you happy. And it's one of my favorite foods. So, and you're one of my favorite human beings. So it only makes sense. You are one of your favorite? You are the most incredible guy I know.
1: (laughs) Well, now you're just saying that because you're on my podcast. Okay, moving along. Uh, Pete says, favorite food shows. Um, Oh, boy. I really like Triple D. Uh, diners, drive and dives. I enjoy. We also like burgers, brew and Q because Michael Simon, who is a Cleveland chef does burgers, brew and Q. But for me, the number one is Alton Brown's good eats. Um, there is a level of nerdiness to cooking that I really appreciate. There's a level of science. I'm, if you know anything about me, you'll know that I'm like 99% science and 1% art. I'm not creative. I'm not artistic. Um, I'm not wired that way. So there's a there's a whole level of art that goes along with cooking that I don't understand, but I do love the science. I do love how this thing interacts with this thing on a chemical level and why it is that certain things at this heat react a certain way. And the Alton Brown's Good Eats kind of taps into that that love for me. But I'll let you. This includes YouTube shows. I'm just saying.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it's hard for me to pick one, but I would agree. Triple D, high up there. Burgers, Brew, and Q—fantastic show. Um, TV—I love The Kitchen. I just the kitchen. I just I just love it. It's where it's at. I love all of the chefs on there, and they just have incredible ideas. And I just really enjoy watching that each week. Um, I guess if you're throwing in YouTube, I have to say, Laura Vitale, Laura in the Kitchen. She's amazing. If you're listening, Laura, let's be best friends. <laughs> if you don't follow her, you need to. Incredible recipes and she's just she's just delightful. And I think everybody will love her. So, go follow her.
1: Okay. Well, look at that shout out. There we go. Not a sponsor of the podcast, <laughs> no. but 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 a friend anyway. Um uh, Taylor DeGeorge says, "Bill's Super Bowl pregame spread." Okay. So, this is when the Bills make the Super Bowl, not if, because obviously they're going to, clearly. Right. 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 So, when that happens, what's on the spread?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think when the Bills make the Super Bowl, um, I think you have to have wings, right? Clearly. You have to have obviously. wings. Obviously. The question is,
1: are you going to make them or are you going to order them?
0: Well, to be honest, like, we haven't found a recipe. That we've really enjoyed homemade yet.
1: Yeah, we you try um, new things, but we can't really seem right, to crack the code quite yet.
0: Yes, we've had we have a couple that are good, but I don't know if it's you know Super Bowl worthy. Um, so I'd say I guess it just depends on if we have one that we really like. If not, we can order them. I'm I'm not above ordering. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so definitely wings. I think you have to have some dips. You have to have some chips and dip, right? Some type. Mm. Um, For us, I think most people call them, like, pickle roll-ups. I'm not really sure. Um, But basically, a lot of people use ham, cream cheese. You roll a pickle up in that. We actually use, uh, like, a dried beef, corned Mm beef. um, And it's delicious. And it's every single football, Saturday, Sunday. It's in our spread all the time. Um, So I definitely would say that. And we also really like to do, like, soft pretzels. Mm Um, we usually do something a little, like, more hearty, like a chili or some type of soup or, you know, pulled pork sandwich, something like that. Um,
1: I'm going to vote for the carnitas again.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> I'm In fact, I'm <laughs> going to vote for those probably every weekend until until I die.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and I, I also think you kind of need something sweet to go yeah. with the savory. So I think you always need some type of dessert as well. Cream puff dessert? I mean, I'm for it. I could do Listen. I don't discriminate. I could do cream puffs. I could do cookies. I could do cake. I could do. I'm not a cake guy. Yeah, I know.
1: I like your cupcakes. Your cupcakes are amazing, but I, you know, I'm not a cake guy. Every time someone's you know somebody donuts? at work will have a donuts. I'm always down for donuts. Yeah. I got you that donut pan, and we need to do donuts. Yeah. We need to do homemade donuts. I got you a donut pan specifically so I could get some donuts, and I don't think I've gotten donuts.
0: <laughs> you, you one t- it was one time. It Come was on. one
1: time. Okay, moving along. Do's and don'ts at the exclusive house for football lays at layouts. Okay. Um, don't, my big don't is don't overdo it. So one of the things that my wife, bless her heart, has a tendency to do is there's two of us and she'll <laughs> make seven things and she'll be up all day Saturday morning until the, the football game start college football starts and she'll make 37 different things. And I'll be like, we, we, we can't eat all this.
0: It's a spread.
1: And we'll have leftovers for five days.
0: Well, you have football all day Sunday, too.
1: It's If I still have food left over Sunday night after we're done with a Sunday night game, we made too much. That's the point. And so my big don't is don't overestimate how much you'll eat. Because your eyes will always tell you, hey, I'm going to eat all of this because you're hungry. And you usually wait a little bit longer, you know, because you don't really have a meal necessarily. You just kind of graze. Right. So. You always think in your head, I'm totally going to have this. And you have one or two plates and you're like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm I'm so stuffed, I can barely walk. And then you have leftovers for three days and you end up throwing out food. And I cannot stand wasting food. It is a – you know me. I'll eat the leftovers until they're – until you pry them out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah. Um. So my big don't is that. My big do is have things that complement each other. And what I mean by that is if you have a dip, a chip and a dip, right – then that's great, but that means you need something cold. Because if you have chips and dip and the dip is warm and it's in the crock pot and it's been going, right? You gotta give me something cold with that. It can't all be hot food. It can't all be cold food. So give me, in this case, a dilly roll along with my chips and dip, something cold to balance out the hot. If I want something tart, right? Give me something sweet. If I want something spicy, give me something savory, you know, things like that. So I need to have balance. So my big don'ts, are, don't make too much. And my big do's are, let's get a nice balance in the stuff. What about you?
0: Well, I don't... When it comes to making a lot of stuff, it's not that, I'm oh, I'm so hungry, I'm going to eat this all. I just want a variety. Like, what I want for the noon games, I might not want for the 3.30 game, okay? <laughs> like, I want variety, and...
1: When USC's playing, I want some SoCal food, right, and... okay
0: right, so... I would rather have too much than not enough. And it's not even too much. It's just I want I want variety, you know? I just want some variety. And again, we don't agree on some food things. So in order to make you happy, but also make me happy, I kinda have to make a few different things. So and I'm the one who's making it, so it doesn't I, really matter. Yeah, I
1: just feel bad, okay? And I want to spend that quality time okay, with you when you know you're not what? in the
0: kitchen from now on you can make the carnitas.
1: Okay, something something <laughs> has gone wrong here. Something horrible has gone wrong. I don't think my enjoyment of the carnitas would be as strong if I had to make them because that was that was labor intensive yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, that was that was, you know, rubbing the the pork, it was pork shoulder, right? Yeah. Rubbing the pork shor- pork shoulder and then searing it and then putting it in the Dutch oven and then taking out and pulling it and then putting it back in and making sure the the liquids were correct in there and yeah, it was a it was a thing.
0: Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think, you know, you just have to do what makes you happy. For me personally, I don't, I'm not, I like chips, but I like chips with my sandwich or like a snack. Um, so if there's going to be chips at the spread, I need some dip to show up for that chip. Each chip should have a dip beside it. I don't want just a chip. I need a dip on my chip. You can't just have chips. Chips no. by
1: itself are blasphemous. Right. Got it. Right. Okay, so Sports Rock says, how do I poach an egg? I will help you with this, okay? Because sous vide is the answer for poaching an egg. Sous vide is the answer for poaching an egg. And if you know sous vide literally means under vacuum, right? But this is an exception to the rule because you're actually not going to put the egg in a vacuum. Please don't do that. Please don't try and vacuum seal your egg. But you're actually going to go and make sure that your water bath is the correct temperature for sous vide and it's going to be 167 degrees Fahrenheit. Once that is the way it is supposed to be, you're going to take a slotted spoon and you're going to set the eggs directly into the water. 13 minutes 30 seconds and then pull them out and put them in an ice bath or put them under cold water to make sure you stop stop the internal cooking at that point. And at that point, you can literally tap them on the counter and pull the pull the shell off and it will be a perfectly poached egg right on top of your toast. So that is the answer on how you poach an egg. So there is no other. I will not be accepting counter arguments at this time. You have something you want to say?
0: You put the egg in the sous vide. Just.
1: Yeah. Just put it directly in there.
0: You don't have to crack it or anything.
1: No, just put the egg directly in there. Just set it right there in the, in the water. Yep. No, no, no. You don't crack it. You don't, because what you're doing is you're using the shell of the egg to assist you in cooking the poached egg. And then when you crack it, it comes out poached. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You can't crack it too hard or else you'll break the yolk, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you just crack it lightly and you pull it off, it's a little bit like hard boiling them. How, when you know, when you when you can peel off the shell and not disturb the inside. Same concept. So, Mark at Original Hatriot. I like that. The Original Hatriot. That's <laughs> good. Said, what time-saving device in your kitchen is overrated and which is the most underrated? Um, I would say the thing that we use the least... Is the deep fryer.
0: Oh, yeah. Now that we have the air fryer.
1: Now that we have the air fryer, I think we use the deep fryer. Now, there's still things that are best in the deep fryer. But I would argue that of all the things that we have, the most overrated device we have is the deep fryer. Because I think the niche where you need to use the deep fryer and you can't use the air fryer is small. And so I don't know if you would agree with that. But that's my most overrated. You have an opinion on the underrated? Oh, I have an opinion on that. Okay,
0: what's your We opinion? just
1: recently discovered the joy of a panini press.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We just recently discovered the joy of a panini press. I, I came into a panini press and I thought to myself, gosh, am I really going to use this? Like, is this really going to be a thing we're going to do? And I'll level with you. We did burritos in it and we did um, fluffer nutters, yeah. which, if you don't know what a fluffer nutter is, we did, a grilled, is. Cheese too. We did a grilled cheese in it. That was good. Yeah. A fluffer nutter is a peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwich. And I happen to put bananas on mine too. I love bananas
0: I think, on them. Doesn't it typically have bananas? I
1: don't think it typically. I think. I
0: thought Elvis Presley that like isn't that Elvis, his Elvis Presley
1: did? But by definition, fluffer nutter, fluffer, right? Marshmallow fluff and then nutter, peanut butter. So only thing you need to really qualify is being marshmallow fluff and peanut butter. I think the bananas are an extra. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't know. Shoot me a tweet or something. If all fluffer nutters have bananas on them, because I I didn't. I was under the impression that bananas were extra.
0: I don't know. I just, I just knew it was Elvis's sandwich. Do
1: you have honorable mentions you'd like to throw in there for underrated or overrated kitchen devices?
0: Um, I don't really know if they're underrated or not, but I think what we use the most and we love um, would be our Instant Pot. Oh yeah. And I, I know a lot of people are, are like nervous about them. I was nervous about them as well um, at first, but um, it's, it's incredible. I love that thing. Or how about a slow cooker? I don't know if people still use slow cookers a lot, but I love my slow cooker. I'll level with you. I
1: don't know how you can live without a slow cooker. I think right. we have like four, don't we? We?
0: Have, we have quite a few. We
1: have a lot of them. And yeah. you know why we do? Because you make 37 things for Saturday football. <laughs> and we're back around to the beginning. Okay, moving along. Uh, he has another question. Original Hatred says, we recently started trying Marley and Spoon. The food is pretty oh. decent, but it's a little pricey and they occasionally miss items. For those of us who don't have time to do all the shopping, which service would you recommend? We do not use one and have never used a meal planning and delivery service before. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you follow a lot of people yeah. on on YouTube and Instagram who do use it. What yeah. do they say we should be using?
0: I mean, a lot of them use HelloFresh. I think that's a very... Standard. Yeah, well-known one. Um I honestly can't think of the other ones right now because I don't really pay much attention. But yeah, I think HelloFresh is the one that I see the most. Um, I I have been seeing a lot of newer ones pop up. They're already like pre-made meals. A lot of people are getting them. It's kind of like a freezer meal, basically. You pop it in the freezer and whenever you're ready for it, just heat it up and it's good to go. And they've been loving those, but...
1: See, I feel like what happened was we've come full circle. So in the 1970s we introduced in 60s, we introduced the concept of TV dinners, right? And then we got away from TV dinners and said, "Oh, you know, we need to make make it fresh and making you know, a farm to table. You know, and now we're coming all the way back around to TV dinners again. <laughs> they're frozen, and we throw them in something and heat them up when you're ready. It's kind of yeah. weird, it's cyclical yeah. how that happens.
0: Yeah. What about what is the the harvest one? Isn't there like a harvest one where you could get like the smoothie? Yes.
1: Yes, I see that? those ones all the time. It, it, I think it's harvest crate or harvest something. <laughs> I don't think that's harvest right. barrel. I don't. I, am <laughs> I just crate, and <laughs> crate and barrel? Crate and barrel. I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. But yeah, it's something harvest. Yeah. Um, Yes, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, moving along. Nick Terry, not a question, just a comment. My least favorite food of all time is pineapple. I hate it, yick. Nick <laughs> Terry is his name. And Nick, we, we cannot be friends. I love pineapple. On pizza. I like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, bring it, haters. I like pineapple. My When I'm trying to keep my calorie count low and I want to go to Dairy Queen, I get a small pineapple sundae. I like pineapple on my pizza. I like pineapple juice. I like pineapple smoothies. I like pineapple in on desserts. I like it mixed with savory foods. I like pineapple. I don't. I'm not obsessed with pineapple, but it's one of my favorite fruits. Are you sure? I'm pretty because sure because
0: you just listed and, a see, lot that's of things. The thing. See, I
1: started <laughs> listing those things, and I thought these people are going to think I'm obsessed with pineapple. I should dial those back a little bit. <laughs> and that's why I said I'm not obsessed. I'm not stalking pineapple, but I'm a big I'm a big pineapple fan. So I don't think you and I can be friends, Nick. Are you a pineapple person? I mean, you are. You're okay. With I it.
0: like I like pineapple. I can eat it. Um, I would never. Like, like, the whole ice cream thing, I don't understand fruit on ice cream. Like, are you just, like, trying banana to... Banana split? Are you kidding no, me? No, nope.
1: What? No. You don't like banana splits?
0: Listen, I don't need fruit on my ice cream. All
1: right, are any of you guys divorce lawyers? Can you help me? <laughs> she doesn't like banana splits. How long... We've been married a long time, and I'm just now finding out you don't like banana splits?
0: When's the last time you, have, you saw me eating a banana split?
1: Well, just because you don't eat it doesn't mean you're morally opposed to it, which is what years? appears. 11
0: years? 11 years. I have never had one.
1: Well, just because you've never had one doesn't mean you're morally opposed to it. It sounds like you have a, a vehement disagreement. You were like, no, no, <laughs> shaking the head and no, no. You were use a very visceral reaction to banana splits.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't like fruit on my ice cream. Duly noted. I like candy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Jason Ditro says, what is a sandwich? For complexity's sake, example, is a hot dog a sandwich? First off, I'll let you lead. Is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: I struggle with this one. I think it's a day-to-day thing for me. And today, I'm kind of leaning towards maybe it is. Just, be, I mean, I get it. You have your toppings. You have your bun. You have your meat. Um, so maybe, I guess. What do you think?
1: Okay. So... I am going to say, no, a hot dog's not a sandwich. And I'm going to, because you really have to define things, you know, like one of the things that I'm famous for in my social circle, a uh, social circle of one person, and that's you, because <laughs> uh, I don't have any friends. So my, my social circle of one, one of the things that I'm famous for is my definition of the word friend, because I do think that the word friend has been diluted by our use of social media, that we use it and apply it in such a. Uh, a liberal way that it it's kind of dilutes its meaning. So my definition of the word friend is if you can ask that person to help you move and it is not awkward for you to ask it and it's not awkward for them to hear it by definition, they're your friend. That's my definition of friend. So what we have to do is we have to come up with a definition of sandwich. And I think that the key phrase and the key word in the definition of sandwich is the word between. Okay. So what I mean by this is if you wiki sandwich, it says a sandwich is a food typically consisting of vegetable, sliced cheese, or meat placed on or between slices of bread. Okay. On or between. Mm -hmm. So do you slice a larger piece of bread to create a hot dog bun? No, you, you might cut it to give it a place to set the hot dog, right? But it's still a hot dog bun. If you have a loaf of bread, you have to slice the bread into multiple pieces in order to create the sandwich. As such, a hot dog is not a sandwich. It has to fall between something you had to slice to create in order to be a sandwich. That's my definition of sandwich. I just made it right now on the fly. (laughs) So as such, hot dogs are not sandwiches. Hot dogs are in the same family as bratwurst. Well,
0: what if you eat your hot dog on bread?
1: Well, then that's not a hot dog. That's a hot dog sandwich.
0: But it's the hot dog.
1: Right. Absolutely. If you take... Let me ask you this. Let's flip it. If you take lunch meat and you put it in a hot dog bun, is that a sandwich now? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. So you're defining it by the thing you put it in. So so if you put hot dog in between two slices of bread, is that a sandwich?
0: I mean, it's just... It's just a different type of bread. It's bread. Okay. And you can slice the hot dog bun. I mean, have you not ever had a hot... Okay. So, we're having hot dogs. Right. And we make our plates. And my hot dog bun stayed in the form it's supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. Right? So, it's slit down the middle, but not all the way Mm -hmm. through. Your hot dog bun falls apart, Mm -hmm. as they tend to do. Mm -hmm. So, I'm... Eating a hot dog and then you're eating a sandwich? Yes,
1: absolutely true.
0: Okay. That's 100% true. All right, now once, I know. Once
1: you split it all the way through and it becomes two pieces instead of one, now it's a sandwich.
0: So you're just defining a sandwich based on the bread.
1: Anything between two pieces of bread becomes a sandwich. But that's the key. The key is between and between two pieces.
0: Well, technically a hot dog is in between.
1: Right, but it's not in between two pieces. It is inside of one piece. Okay. I mean, by that definition, right, is like a, is like a, by that definition, when you do wiener, oh, the little, the little wieners that you do and you wrap them like in. pigs in a
0: blanket? Pigs
1: in a blanket. Is that a sandwich? No, of course it's not a sandwich because there's not two pieces of bread that's something beside. It's However, an appetizer. It's an appetizer. However, if you have those little finger sandwiches, those have two individually sliced pieces of bread. Now they're small, but they're still sandwiches. Why? Because they're in between two pieces of bread. Bam. Lawyered.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the way that this is gonna go okay moving along um creesby says dry or wet rubbed wings um i prefer saucy wings i, do I don't want to be crazy saucy where i like I, I, they're like soupy but i like the way barbill does it where they kind of paint on it you like them super saucy
0: yeah i mean what's not to love you eat your wings it's like cereal you know you drink the milk oh my at gosh the end.
1: seriously yeah, you, you want them drink? floating in the sauce like cereal <laughs> no, what I'm is saying... that the metaphor we're really okay going with <laughs> right now
0: when you're done eating your cereal and you have a little bit of milk left mm-hmm. you slurp it up do you
1: slurp wing sauce
0: i mean i've done it before i have seen
1: you drink frank's red hot directly out of the bottle
0: i mean it's delicious i like that and i like pickle juice and
1: you've never been no hotter. Shame. <laughs> You have never been hotter than you are right now. Mostly because you just drank all the hot sauce. But, uh, yeah, we both prefer wet wings as opposed to dry. Well, I'm not opposed to a dry rub.
0: I just haven't met one that I really preferred over.
1: Yeah. I think sauce is one of the big things about wings is is being able to be creative with the sauce and things like that. I,
0: I just love a buffalo sauce. I just, I do. I just, I just love it.
1: All right. We're closing in on the end here. Primetime Bailey says, is cheesecake actually a pie? Absolutely. Cheesecake is a pie. Cheesecake is a pie. It, it It is a filling that is poured and built into a crust. Therefore, it's a pie. Would you disagree with this?
0: I would not disagree.
1: Cheesecake's a pie. A, a little,
0: I, I never really thought about it. So, I,
1: A little while ago on Twitter, I had the, the, the debate, cake versus pie. And it was discussed in the mentions whether or not cheesecake counts as a pie. And I said, yes, cheesecake no. counts as a pie. Um, now, technically, cheesecake is a tart. If you really want to get specific with this... Cheesecake is actually in the family of tarts. We've established this, uh, scientifically speaking. But if you, if, if my only options are cake or pie, it's a pie. But if you really want to go subcategory, technically cheesecake is a tart. So there's a fun little discussion for you.
0: I want cheesecake now.
1: I want cheesecake now, too. Mm. There goes my lifestyle change. <laughs> Last one. J.S. J. Clem says, I would be interested in some great low-carb, no-sugar dishes. Some favorites. Low carb, no sugar, basically just meat. <laughs> we have a lot of just straight meat, a lot of just straight chicken.
0: Yeah, we do. We're we're learning. It's We haven't had a ton of recipes yet. Um, we just kind of started on this journey not very long ago, so we're just trying to keep it simple right now. Um, but yeah, we do. We have a lot of meat. A lot of veggies.
1: What I would encourage you is to look into sheet pan dinners.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff out there with sheet pan dinners that are easy to make. And usually it involves some sort of meat, some sort of vegetable, some sort of seasoning, and potentially some sort of sauce. And usually it all goes on the sheet pan. You throw it all in the oven. You bake it for a specified amount of time at a specified temperature. And then you pull it out and you eat it all together. And the vast majority of the time that stuff is low or no carb because most of the time there's no potatoes. Sometimes there's potatoes, but most of the time it's usually meat and veggies. It's some sort of complementary flavors
0: Yeah. I also really like frittatas. I feel like it's a good thing. Yeah, frittatas Frittatas are great for that. And you can load it up with veggies, whatever meat you want. Um, And for us, I think we both really enjoy pastas. So now it's, you know, we're just kind of dabbling into the whole zoodles and spaghetti squash, things like that, just trying to figure out, you know, the ways that you could have the meals that you like just in a healthier way.
1: If spaghetti squash wasn't so expensive, this would be a lot I easier. I had
0: no Holy idea. Holy mother of I Troy. I had no idea.
1: Okay. We did it. We got through all the food questions. And ironically enough, so yesterday, the pod with Joe Marino was extremely football theory heavy. And then this pod was basically no food. At, no, no. It was no food. Uh, I got food on the brain now. No football at all. Basically, not And this pod was longer than that pod. Our conversation about food was longer than my football theory pod with Joe Marino. This is a lot of content. This is basically 2 hours of content over the last 2 days for Bills Mafia and the football fans at large. If you're still here, <laughs> thank you.
0: You're the real MVP. You are
1: the you are the true Bruce Exclusive fans because one of the things that is really important to me is that I understand that I want you to value what I what I have to to offer you, but I also I want to have a relationship with you as the as the listener. And part of that is being able to appreciate me. I understand you don't know my real name. I understand you never seen my face. But um, food is a big part of my life. And I, I just want to share this with you in the hopes that you would get to know me and, it, by extension, Miss Exclusive, a little bit better. Um, thank you so much, sweetheart, for being here. I really appreciate that.
0: Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks for you guys. If you If you listened to the three viewers that listened... Thank you.
1: <laughs> all three of you. Really, really excited. No, no. We get Lots of people are going to be here. This is going to be the number one pod on Buffalo Rumblings. Mark my words. Because okay. they're all going to know it's you, and they're going to want to come to see you. And hear you. Not see you, but hear you. <laughs> Trust me. Only I get a chance to see her, and it's bea beautiful. <laughs> so, on that, I am going to close with this because it's the most appropriate way to close. And that is, that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Dolan. Buffalo or <laughs>